Welcome to The Sentinel, the podcast that's so close we're like brothers. More than brothers. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're covering, this week, this time, we're covering Season 1, Episode 8 of House of Cards. So this is the episode where Frank gets uh, a library committed in his name from his old school, the Sentinel. He gets slammered. Slammered? Yeah. Schlockered? Schlockered. Pixelated? Mmm, pixelated. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he gets a, a library dedicated to him at his old military college. Uh, and one thing I didn't pick up the first time I watched this episode is that the money actually doesn't come from Frank. It comes from Sancorp. Oh, uh, yeah, courtesy Remy. Yeah, which I thought was super weird, considering he would not allow Claire to take money from Sancorp. Well, um, he didn't want to take free money. Because okay. So, so I think the way Frank operates is he needs something, and he pays the f- favor transactionally. So it's like, yeah, I, I, will, I will do something for you right now so you can get me what I need. And then we're done. We're even square. Okay, so he did the favor first, so he doesn't owe anybody. They owe him. Yeah, because he knows generosity is his own power. Sure. So sure. I'm not going to take a million five with no strings attached, because God knows yeah. what strings are attached. And okay. I can't say no without looking like a total asshole. That's, that's how I took it anyway. Okay. I, and... That makes sense considering uh, Claire's mood this episode. Mm-hmm. She's very happy about everything. And, and, and Remy no mentioned problem. that in the first or second episode, too, when Frank was trying to dodge him about being Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, uh, said something about, uh, it's not Rencorp, it's a Sandcorp. Sandcorp it's, you know, yeah. Sandcorp pony up either four or $500,000 for this damn thing. For the library? Yeah, for the library. I thought it was like 30000 for the no, library. No, it was a lot more than that. Wow. Okay. The going rate for a named library at a at a uh, prestigious university is more than thirty thousand, I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, so that's kind of like the main plot line we get here, um, and there's also some stuff with Rousseau, which we'll get to uh, later on. But so he so he goes there and he has kind of a meeting where his old group of friends, I guess they're an acapella group, barbershop quartet, something yep. like that. Yep. They come out and serenade him during his meeting, and then they get smashed uh, overnight and break into the library. The, the old, old library. The old library. Yeah. Uh, and we find out some things about Frank's past that we didn't mm-hmm. know. Namely, that he had some kind of relationship uh, with one of his friends there that was more than brothers, quote-unquote. Yep. Uh, I took that to mean, he, he says that they fooled around or they messed around or something. And so, then the other guy said it made me happy to... to please you so i think they had okay. i mean they, they had some uh they had some gay sex jim is what it amounted to <laughs> okay fair enough uh i would really call it more bisexual sex right well because these men are both married with kids well, i mean the, the, the act sex, itself was the gay, sex yes. was gay <laughs> okay. the sex was gay they might be fair bisexual enough. men but the sex they had there's no evidence that a woman was there that would no, be bisexual sex all right fair enough uh so that's an interesting fact about frank i i actually like to is see it? Sure. I mean, it's interesting, but I don't know that it really informs No, us. it's not something... I don't think it's something that has changed him as a person throughout his life. Which is kind of interesting that that's the way, you know, he's a bisexual man. 
They didn't yeah, spend yeah. a lot of time dwelling on it, and they kind of move on. That's kind of somewhat refreshing that it wasn't like a plot point. Yeah, but what I meant, like, as far as us knowing that about him, mm-hmm. um, I guess there's no potential there for him to be homophobic in the future or anything like that. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting to see if this ever gets used against him or because sure. he does seem to try well, this to is avoid... one of the secrets that he had talked about in the last episode certainly but he's also he, it seems like he has a problem with people being hypocrites about it so i think mm-hmm. if we ever do see him uh try to pass some anti-gay legislature get behind it as a cynical gesture that 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 would be something for us to sit up and take notice and be like whoa you know because uh you know frank is a lot of things and kind of amoral, but he does seem kind of to have a code. And one of his code is I'm not going to put myself in any situation where I could be hung by my own quote unquote principles. Yeah. I don't think anyone else knows about this though, because even during the episode, like they're only talking about it when it's just them. Do you think Claire knows about it? Uh, if anybody knows about it, she's probably the one I would doubt that even Stamper knows about it. Hmm. It's interesting because because it also seems like when he flirts with infidelity that she flirts with Adam. Uh-huh. And the way some of the knowing glances she gave him about him hanging out with his friends, I wonder that I, I kind of assume that she knows. Because they seem okay. although, you know, he said in the past episode when he's meditating on the secrets, he said that, you know, Claire has got secrets that she keeps from me. And I've got secrets I keep from Claire, so I it, it's it's not a given that she would know. Sure, although I doubt we've seen all of Frank's history. I'm sure there are some very shady things in his past that he may be keeping secret from Claire. <laughs> Just based on the 13 episodes <laughs> we're going to watch, yeah, that's a yeah, safe bet. Safe yeah. bet. So, um, so then he kind of uh, he wakes up the next day and he is still hammered. Uh, very hungover, and he goes and gives his uh, speech to all the cadets there at the military school. And I actually really liked the speech. It was it was nice to see Frank being sentimental, I guess, for once, because mm-hmm. we've never seen that before. Genuinely sentimental. Yeah. We've seen him be fake sentimental. Yeah, and I mean, it took a night of furious drinking to get him there, <laughs> but... Well, plus I think I, he, I really enjoyed seeing that. He wanted to know what did this mean to me. Like it's he's going back to figure out like yeah. what did this relationship with these friends and this friend in particular, and what is the fact that I've never talked to them since? What does it all mean? Yeah, has it shaped my life in the future, or was it just a moment in time? Yeah, and I I find that's something I wonder a lot too. Mm-hmm. You know, like which of these experiences that I remember were actually formative experiences, and which are me just kind of killing time and fucking around? Yeah. Yeah, because there's like podcasting, both. for instance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it's like, yeah, I mean, everyone's got periods in their life where you wonder, is it going to? I mean, God, I'm just rambling now. Never mind. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of uh, his storyline here in this episode, and then we have the other main plot thread, which is Rousseau. Um, he goes back to visit his mom in the nursing home. He's actually in town trying to convince his friend to. Uh, let him speak to, Paul. I guess, the people. Yeah, Paul he, is his name. Paul's uh, some. He must be some kind of high up in the shipbuilders union. Yeah, and also a childhood friend of Pete. He is. He's some kind of lobbyist um, because he's been meeting with Pete. You know, right? Uh, and he was the one who got all these people to vote for him in the first place to make right. him uh, the congressman. So uh, now he goes back there and he wants to meet with them again to tell him about his new plan to get five thousand jobs back. 
they're not happy about it at all. Uh, and, and I see where they're coming from, right? I mean, he says in the episode that they're just scared, which makes a lot of sense. They want someone to take this out on. Well, yeah, 12,000 people lost their jobs. He's talking about bringing half that back maybe two or three years down the, fu- yeah, the future. Yeah, that doesn't help them right now, certainly. But he probably does have a point. I don't, you know, obviously this isn't something that was his strategy, mm-hmm. and he's disingenuous, but it's, it's you know, manufacturing fucking leaves this country. And it's probably always going to do that until I don't know what's going to what's going to reverse the trend. Um, mm-hmm. Super high fuel prices or rising sta- <laughs> standards of living for the rest of the world, mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, so he's like, uh, maybe we could have kept it open for a couple of years, but eventually this would have come. Yeah. But now you've got someone as, you know, I'm the only one in Washington that gives a shit at he's all. He's their Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I'm, I might not be much, but I'm your only hope, but I'm the only one that even cares to put a plan like this forward. Which yeah. is funny and cynical because the only reason he cares so much is because he fucked them so hard the first time and he needs them again. Yeah. For yeah. his run a governor. Yeah, it's the same thing happening all over again. But at the same time, you're right, he does have a point. What is the other option? To do nothing? Right. This, this is a much better option than doing absolutely nothing. Uh, and no one else has proposed anything. So, What did you think about his relationship with his mother? She's just a cast-iron bitch. You know, I was thinking about it while I was watching it. And the way she said, like, I don't watch the news. It's a bunch of garbage. I'm wondering if she's not a little bitter about being stuffed into a nursing home while he's out taking care of himself over her. Hmm. Uh, that's kind of what I picked up from it, but I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe she's just kind of a nasty person. Well, it that's looks like, too. I mean, that, that seems like be where he comes from. Those people are a little rough around the edges. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. That's what I got out of it. Uh, cause, cause he does seem to be, you know, like you were saying, a little arrogant, a little self-concerned. So maybe he hasn't treated her, uh, with great respect either. Um, and then he goes back to his childhood home. Yep. Visits there uh, with Christina and <laughs> gets it on on his extremely noisy bed. Yeah, did you, you, you don't watch Saturday Night Live. Not typically. There's no. a really funny skit over the Christmas episode about uh, these. Uh, they had like a music video about girls going back home and having sex in their parents' house with their boyfriends on their childhood double, double beds. Uh-huh. It's just, that's exactly, I mean, the rickety daybed frame with a shitty mattress and it squeaks like a, th- yeah. a thousand rats being crushed in the compressor <laughs> and just a really depressing room too yeah it's like one poster on a wall the ceiling tape ceilings cracked and yeah. a nirvana poster at that yeah it's amazing he got out of that uh-huh uh, and, and made himself what he is um and then you know after he does that he goes back to frank or no actually before this uh, he goes back to to uh, paul and they kind of have a fight in the living room um the only casualty was a coffee table <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it just it detonated man it was in a thousand pieces on the floor yeah uh and then he he gets the meeting in the bar with the people and kind of convinces them hey look i am your only option and this is going to be good for people um, so, there's, he's, so he's won his biggest um, problem child, the Shipbuilders Union. He's won them back over. Yeah. And presumably their votes. Mm-hmm. That should make Frank happy. Definitely. And he seems a lot more confident after that when he goes back to the nursing home. Um, and he's trying to get this guy to fix the light in his mother's room. 
Uh, he doesn't take no for an answer. He seems a lot more assertive. He would have had a better luck if he'd gotten on a stepladder so his crotch was at the guy's face level. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. The power Very of the crotch. Persuasive. The power yeah. of the crotch cannot be denied. Also, uh, his mom seemed to take him more seriously since he got his knuckles bloody, which is like, okay. Hmm. Um, one thing we haven't touched on, because this is like a, this is what you call one of those bubble episodes, right? It largely yeah. took place in the military academy. Yep. But... Uh, Remy, Remy hit on Claire. Yeah, he did. And Claire, in response, uh, continued to tease Adam with the possibility of their relationship. And Adam kind of uh, asked her about the uh, relationship with Frank vis-a-vis them never having kids and if she wanted kids. And if they, what did you? What What was the point of that? I mean, I I very much think that Adam is certainly not over her, um, and he would like to take her away from Frank if. He could. Do you think that's a card that he feels like he has over Frank? Like, hey, I'd be willing to knock you up. Although it's too uh, late. It's too late for both of them at this point. Probably, yeah. Claire's got to be in her mid-40s. Well, she's having hot flashes in the fridge, if you're to believe her no, friends. I, but, I mean, <laughs> she's in her at, at least mid-40s. Um, and this yeah. dude's probably older than that. Sure. So it seems like that ship has sailed. Probably. Maybe they're just checking each other for just general regrets. Could be. To I don't really know. End. To what end, Jim? <laughs> well, I don't know. He he probably wants to get it on with her, I'm sure. And she seems to kind of want to get it on with him, except there's something about their previous relationship there that's not letting that happen, right? That Claire just won't. Yeah, I almost wonder if Adam didn't fuck something up. Maybe. Um, like, he wasn't discreet or somehow... I mean, I'm trying to think, like, what would have gone bad that she would be this resistant... Yet, I mean, some, so it had to be bad enough that she's pretty firm about not getting back together with him, but mm-hmm. not bad enough that she doesn't think fondly of him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he didn't totally fuck her over. No. But, hmm, I don't know. I hope we see more about that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, anything else that happened in this episode? I don't think so. It, it was, Yeah, it really didn't have a whole lot of plot going on. It was more about the character of Frank mm-hmm. um, and his history. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good episode, and I'm looking forward to more. Surprising uh, in just that the uh, this side of Frank just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it definitely felt like totally unexpected. And me. I remember when I was first watching it, I was sitting there just kind of watching, and I was like, it, it just kind of snuck up on you when they were mm-hmm. laying on their backs talking. I'm like, holy shit, yeah, they're th- talking about being lovers. Yeah, like, what are they? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Now I get it. And huh. it's weird because I feel like if those... And this is my own bias, but I feel like if that was a man and a woman character, mm-hmm. I would have snuffed it out a long time before that. The kind oh, of the, maybe so. The yeah, like the oh yeah, these guys are former lovers. But oh, well, shame on you for being I biased. I know. If you've enjoyed our show, please help us get our new House of Cards podcast launched in style by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes. You can also support us by using our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. Just go to amazon.ballmove.com and we'll get a tiny cut of Amazon's profits from whatever you buy on that session. Best of all, they cost you nothing. And be sure to tell your friends, family, and coworkers about Bald Move. 
Check out our website for all our other great television coverage for Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, and Downton Abbey, and all of our great pop culture casts like Personal Arrogance and The Because Show. Keep up with the latest on Twitter at BaldMove and on Facebook.com slash BaldMove. And don't forget to join us on Valentine's Day weekend starting Saturday, February 14th for our coverage of Season 2 of House of Cards. See you next time. Thank you.